Hey everybody, Todd Coconato here, Remnant Radio. Welcome to the program. So glad you tuned in today. Hope you had a great July 4th. It's Thursday and we are ready for Friday already. And then it's back to the weekend. That's pretty exciting, right? Hey, we're so glad you tuned in today. If this is your first time tuning in to the Remnant Radio Show, just want to welcome you here. It is truly a blessed day. It's a great time to be alive, and we've got so many amazing things to talk about today. Uh, just so you guys know, we got two versions of the show. So there's the one where I kind of speak to news, political, and geopolitical events around the world and tie them back to a biblical worldview. And then there's this show, which is our podcast, which, by the way, we play both both shows on our podcast channel. Uh, but this show is more encouraging and uh, really the heart of who I am. I love to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, stand for truth, and that is uh, definitely my main mission in life, is to talk about the Bible and how it applies to us and how we can get through the times that we're in and not only get through them, but derive. And that's something that God's really taught me to understand my value and you know my identity and my purpose, and I talk about that a lot. Hey, if you've never come and visit us at the church, we're right here in Chatsworth, California. If you're local or in Los Angeles, or even if you're out in LA visiting, come visit us at Chatsworth, California. I speak Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m., and we're gonna be starting a Sunday evening service at our Chatsworth location, and you can go to the website lohtchurch.com or lohtabernacle.com, and you can also follow me on Facebook. But anyway, we'll get to that stuff later. I want to talk today about being single and thriving. Many years, just so you know, I prayed for the woman of God that God had for me, and I had to go through quite a bit, and some of it was my fault, and uh, some of it wasn't, maybe. I don't know, but you know what? There is definitely a road for a single person nowadays, and it is seemingly a little bit more hard to find your mate, and I deal with this a lot in the ministry uh, no amazing men and women of God that are praying and seeking God adamantly, uh, daily, looking for a spouse. And I just want you to know, I feel you, and I understand, you know, loneliness, and I understand, you know, uh, the wrong person, and you know, sometimes wanting to settle because you're tired. And I get all that. So today, I, I hope I can minister to you in some way. And just encourage you because you know what? I want you to understand if you are single or if you are married, that your wholeness comes through your identity with Jesus Christ and Jesus alone. Now, of course, as a married person, you know, you two are brought together as one before the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing that God does. And he does, uh, you know, speak about marriage quite a bit in the word of God. And, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but uh, probably more on another day because I want to talk about singlehood today. So if you have your Bibles, you know, you can go ahead and turn with me. Otherwise, I can read it for you. But it's 1 Corinthians 7, 32 through 35. And it says, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord and how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. And I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. That is a very interesting scripture if you think about it, because, you know, in the body of Christ, especially today, 
you know, I know for me as a minister, somebody that goes around, preaches and speaks and stuff like that, when I was single, I actually ran into ministries that said, well, we don't really want, to, want you to come because you're single. And so you can't really speak about this subject or, you know, we, we don't feel right about it. And I'll tell you guys, I mean, I didn't always say something to the person when they said that to me, but sometimes I felt discriminated against. And sometimes I felt like, you know, I wasn't going to be whole until I met this, this woman that God had for me. And the truth of the matter is, is that Paul, you know, one of the greatest, uh, you know, apostles of Jesus Christ, I mean, one of the, the stars of the Bible, right? One of the the most powerful Christians that we read about even till today, you know, that wrote the letters that we're speaking about right now, you know, he was unmarried and, you know, yet he was able to uh, overcome any adversity that he may have had in that factor. And, you know, he does talk about having a thorn in his side. And oftentimes I think maybe that was his thorn was that he did desire and yearn for a wife. And we don't know, you know, everything about Paul just from reading the Bible, because I'm sure there's a lot of things about him we don't know. But the truth of the matter is, Again, in 1 Corinthians 7, 8, it says, to the unmarried and the widows, I say that it's good for them to restrain, I'm sorry, to remain single as I am. That's Paul. Paul's saying, you know, to the unmarried man and to the widows, I say that it's good for them to remain single as I am. So, you know, it's not a bad thing. I know a lot of people today in our culture paint it as a bad thing, but singlehood is not a bad thing. And in fact, you know, you're, you're really able to focus on the Lord, as the scripture said earlier, you know, and be holy and be about his business. You don't have the restraints that you might have when you have to worry about your spouse, because this is where a lot of people make mistakes, especially people in the ministry, is sometimes they don't know where to draw the line. And uh, it could be a job as well. You know, maybe your job today's, you know, culture and in the workforce requires a lot of us if we want to be successful. And so a lot of people are choosing their careers over being married. And I think this is a concern because God did say, be fruitful and multiply. And we're seeing a lot of more people choose singlehood simply because they don't want to get into a relationship because they don't want to deal with the drama. And then, you know, that's a whole nother thing. So you got the two, the two sides. You got people that yearn to be married and are praying for a spouse and having a hard time finding somebody. And then you got the people that have made the lifestyle choice and say, I don't want to be in a relationship. I prefer to be single. And I just want you to know that there's nothing wrong with either of those choices, okay? Now, I do believe that God does want a good majority of us to find a spouse and to be fruitful and multiply. Because let's, let's be honest here, the human race will not continue if that does not happen. And we know that we're not supposed to be having sex outside of marriage. And so if you know that's the case, which it is, then we're going to have to be married to produce. So I do believe most people, many people, you know, have the calling to be married. But it is warfare today because of what family signifies in the order that God has established for our world and for us. You know, there's a fight, and you can see it uh, with all the gender uh, attack and identity issues that's going on. Or you know, and I don't want to get all into that right now, but many of you know what I'm talking about. But the truth of the matter is, is, is that these are the reasons for these attacks because they're timely, because the hour is late, and the enemy is trying to completely cripple and destroy the family unit. So he's simultaneously going after babies and you know, wanting them to be aborted and murdered. And then he's going after families and, and basically trying to make people too scared to even engage in a marriage uh, you know, covenant. So, you know, there, there's simultaneous attacks going on. And then you got just the fact that people in this hour are very undisciplined, unruly and selfish and, you know, a lot of very career focused and driven. And so 
you know, for those people, and again, you know, not every person that's single and doesn't want to be married, I'm not saying that you are necessarily selfish, but uh, I will say that, you know, a lot of people have made this choice in today's world, and we're seeing less and less people producing offspring in the United States. And this is the first time that we've seen the numbers really drop off the way they are, and it's a cultural shift and a change. And let me just say this, it's not happening in the Muslim world, okay? It's not happening in other cultures. So we need to be careful because I think the spirit of Antichrist, which is rising in our world, and we can see the oppression and warfare that's going on if you're simply standing for the word of God in this hour, and we're seeing uh, you know, an attack, on an all-out attack on the family. And it didn't just start. It's been going on for a long time, but I do feel it accelerated and this is why you know it's very important for people to speak truth and say, no, we are supposed to be fruitful and multiply. Marriage is a good thing. Family is a good thing. And you know, don't don't grow weary in your prayer for a spouse, or think that you're less than, or you're not pretty enough, or any of those things. Because this is warfare. This is warfare that you're engaged in. And how do I know that? Because I went through it myself. It was very, very, very uh, tumultuous warfare that I went through. And um, it took a while to break through. And uh, finally, I remember a breakthrough moment where I went in front of the church and literally was in my car. And I had gotten to a point where I was very discouraged because, you know, I've been praying for the right woman of God to come along. And, you know, it just seems like everybody that I was either meeting or, you know, uh, engaging in any way, it just, it just wasn't the right connection. It wasn't the right person. It wasn't, you know, there was either compromise in, in their life or, you know, it wasn't right fit or our callings didn't match. There was just something. And so I got to a point where I said, Lord, I know that I'm, I'm called to be a family man. I know that you have somebody for me, but I had to lay it down. And that was the thing that really got me because a lot of people don't want to hear that. I personally didn't want to hear laying it down. That means saying, Lord, you know what? I'm good if you don't bring me anybody. I'm good, Lord. If, if, if this is what you're going to you know, ask of me in my life, maybe, maybe you're calling me to be like Paul. I don't know. But regardless, I'm going to lay this down and I'm going to, I'm going to defeat the devil and the enemy by not letting oppression and depression sink in. I'm going to defeat the enemy by not feeling like I have a void or I am less than, you know, as a single person, but I am going to embrace this season and literally rise up and, and go out and be about your business every day and get to the point where I'm not allowing anything but the joy of the Lord and the anointing that he has on my life and the calling to, to come out of me. No more discouraging words. No more, no more speaking death over my situation. No more feeling like the Lord's not answering my prayers. You know, at this point, you know, I had to just lay it down and say, Lord, I give it to you. I'm not going to be depressed anymore. I'm not going to allow loneliness to come in. And I want to talk about loneliness because people, some people think, well, you know, loneliness means you don't have any friends. You can have a ton of friends and family and be lonely. In fact, you can be lonely in a relationship. So loneliness doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be fixed, you know, when you're in a relationship. So this is a, this is a spiritual uh, dynamic that it's something that we have to, you know, encounter head on and recognize it and, and pull that root out and say, Lord, I break the power of loneliness over my life because I know that your grace is sufficient and I know that you are enough. Lord, you're enough for me. I don't need to have really anything else. Anything else is an additive. You know, I mean, I wake up in the morning, I get to breathe, I get to go and be about your business. I'm a blessed person, Lord. Everything else 
is just an extra additive. If you bring a spouse, that's great. But if you don't, I'm still going to praise you. And that's a hard situation. And that's a hard word for a lot of people to receive. And you say, well, that's easy for you now. And you're married now, right? You know, but again, guys, I just got to let you know, it, it was a long time that I prayed for my wife and it, it wasn't until I really, truly laid it down. And it was a late, you know, later on in my years, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in my forties now and I, I just got married, you know, a year and a half ago. I mean, it's not that long ago. And so, you know, the thing is, is that I get it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm rejoicing in the miracle that the Lord has done in the last four or five years of my life. And I'm so thankful because he brought me somebody that's just unbelievable. And, you know, my wife is unbelievably amazing and I just can't brag about her enough because when God answers, he answers exceedingly and abundantly. But if you don't think I understand loneliness or if you don't think that I understand what it feels like to be feeling like I wasn't complete or less than, trust me, I do. And that's why I'm speaking about it tonight because I know that my friends, my brethren, my fellow soldiers are still in the battlefield out there right now. And you, you may not have had that breakthrough yet, but you know that you're called to being married. And you're saying, I don't know when this is gonna come, but I feel like I'm in the desert and God's not hearing my prayers. And so I just wanna encourage you, you know, even, even if you're in your late 40s, even if you're in your 50s, you know, I know some people that are, that later in life, you know, meet the, the person that God had for them. And it just was all about his timing. Look at Abraham and, and, and Sarah. You know, when they had their, their son, I mean, it was way late. And I'm sure that Sarah thought that, you know, she was not going to have a baby. She was barren and she wasn't going to have a baby. And, you know, that's where Isaac came from, right? But the truth of the matter is, is, is that when God says, you know, it, time is not an issue for God. Write that down if you're taking notes today. Time is not an issue for God. God has a perfect timing. You know what, when you, when you find the, the person that God has for you, guess what, you think that the trials stop then? They don't. It just, you know, the enemy moves on to the next thing, right? I mean, a lot of people struggle financially in relationships. They met their person and their dreams and the one that God had for them, and then they're dealing with finances. Or, you know, other people are dealing with praying for a, a baby, or other people are dealing with, you know, all types of situations, health, health things that come up. You know, and so, there, you know, there's always challenges. There's always new challenges. But that's why God wants us to become completely reliant and trusting in him. And that's why the word of God says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. You know, but the, the, whole, the whole truth, if I could surmise everything that I learned in that very difficult season, you know, the one thing I would say is laying it, truly laying it down. Because I had been told for many, many years, Todd, you got to lay it down. And I, I heard the words. I, I, I may have even like pondered the words, but I never actually fulfilled 100% the, the calling that God had asked me to do in that time, which was to be complete and satisfied in him and lay it down and say, Lord, if this is what you have for my life, I am good with it. I'm good with it. And so that's what God sometimes really waits for us to say. Now, here's another scripture in 2 Corinthians 6.14. It says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Now, this scripture can be used for a lot of different things because it's not just relationships that are romantic. It's, it's partnerships in business. It's friendships. It's, it's all different types of things. I mean, you know, if we're, you know, in the club on Friday night and then we're going to church on Sunday and we're acting like nothing's going on, you know, and, and drinking and partying on Friday and then Sunday we're holier than thou, that's not what God wants because he says, what place does light have with darkness? He wants us to be set apart. 
He wants us to be holy. That's what he says. Be ye holy for I am holy. Well, I'm, that's a whole nother can of worms, isn't it? But no, it's not really because this is all part of it. How can we lead somebody else, man of God, if you're still out there partying? You know, if you're still out there acting like a child, acting, you know, like an adolescent. When, when God is saying, look, I want you to be spiritually mature and ready to lead this family in the ways of the Lord. You know, and, and then other people take that scripture that says wives need to submit and all that, and they just take that to a whole nother level. And, and that's not what God ever intended because God said for men, they're to love as Christ loved the church, as Christ loved the church. And if you can even begin to fathom or understand or, or surmise the love of Christ, it's, it's, it's unfathomable. It's, it's unbelievable. Like we can't even understand or believe or comprehend the love of Christ. It's that intense. And so we got to love our spouse with the love of Christ. And in doing that, they're going to want to follow our, our lead and our godly example. And so we need to get our house in order and be prepared and be living righteously and holy and, and not be falling. Now, is that easy? Yeah, right. I don't think so. Especially in today's world, you know, you, you finally get a, a date with someone you might be attracted to, you're excited about it, you go out, you hit it off, you know, you're feeling vibes, all that stuff, and then you get the temptation. And, and, and sometimes, I hate to say it, but people fall. And then how do you get up from that, right? How do you get up from that? There's, there's, there's churches that aren't even teaching about falling sexually anymore. You know, where do we draw the line? You know, and, 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 you know, hopefully you learn that way back in junior high or whatnot, but, you know, a lot of places aren't teaching anymore. There's a lot of people sitting in the local church that, that are having sex outside of marriage and don't even know it's a sin. Don't even know about fornication. Don't even know about adultery. Don't even know about the things that the Lord speaks about with sexual sin. Pornography. Pornography. So many people have fallen into pornography. And, and if, if you've fallen in that area, I highly encourage you to get healed and delivered from it because it is a vice in your life. It is the massive thorn in your side. And this is the other thing. And so if you're wondering why the breakthrough hasn't happened yet, you know, you got to examine the situation. Is there something that you may be doing that's holding God back because he wants to bless you? He wants to bless you, but there's, there's a major sin in your life, and maybe everybody else doesn't know about it, but he does. The Spirit of God knows. The Holy Spirit knows. And so we got to be careful. we got to be careful about these things because we don't want to fall into sin, and even if it, what's done in darkness will be brought to the light. And so a lot of us have these things that are holding us back, and sometimes we don't even realize it. You know, if you're looking at pornography every night and you're praying for your spouse and you're wondering why God hasn't blessed you, well, there you go. I know somebody's hearing this tonight. But it's hard because we get lonely and it's hard because we get depressed. And so we, we try to fill the void with people that, you know, aren't really the right one. They're somebody else's wife, somebody else's husband. But because we're lonely, we fall into the trap of hanging out with the wrong person and giving elements of ourselves that's really meant to be for our future spouse to this person because we just can't resist. We don't have the self-control. And that's why one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. So God's saying, look, you've got to have the self-control because if you're not entering into this marriage covenant with self-control, it's going to roar its ugly head very soon. Do you know that the things that you don't get healed of and then you enter in, you know, with all that baggage and soul ties and things that you haven't fought for your healing. And then you wonder why there's problems in the marriage. 
Well, because you never got healed from those things. They're going to rear their heads. I hate to tell you guys. Now, sometimes, you know, you're able to, to pass it off and push through and press ahead on your own. But I tell you, let's fight for our healing and our deliverance before we're in the relationship so we don't have to deal with it after. We need to break the, the ugly habits. We need to break the things that are done in darkness because we don't want to be exposed. We want, we want to come to God and ask for the healing on our own. We don't want something very embarrassing to happen to make us then sorrowfully have to repent. It's a much worse situation. Look at the people that are publicly brought down for things that they're doing, you know, cheating on their spouse, and it's all over the news. And imagine the, the shame. Imagine the embarrassment. Their whole lives are ruined. They lose their jobs. What's done in darkness will be brought to light. Let's deal with it now, right? Let's, let's break it in the name of Jesus now. Let's ask for the healing now. And then these things will be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then these things will be added to you. This is the breakthrough moment. I believe God wants to speak to you tonight. You know, why can't we act like a camp meeting? You know, when you go up in the mountain on a retreat, I don't know if you've ever been or not. But if you have, you've been on a retreat and you've been up in the mountain and, and it, something happens on the mountain, you know, because people let down their guard and they let the Holy Spirit in. Why is it happening in the plains of Africa when there's big revival meetings where thousands of people rush and come out and there's a glory cloud and the Spirit of God is moving freely, but then we get to America, the land of the free and the home of the brave, but for some reason we've restrained God. Why don't we fight for our healing tonight? We can get on our faces right now. We can ask for the anointing of the Holy Spirit of the living God to come on us right now. Right now. Spirit of the living God. Help me. I need you tonight, Lord. Lord, I want my breakthrough to happen. I know it's coming soon, and I trust in you. And then God's ready to work with you because you've laid it down. He wants us to lay it down. Now, here's to the person that doesn't want to get married. I just want to say, you know what? Paul was a powerful man of God. And if that's your calling to be single, then all I would say is live righteously and walk upright. And be about God's business. And he will bless you and use you exceedingly and abundantly. And even if that's not your permanent call, but he's just calling you that for this season. And it's so tough and it's so painful. But if that's what God spoke, then trust him because he knows best. Sometimes we don't understand the situation, but God can see way beyond the wall. He can see all the way to the end. He knows what you need in your life. And he knows, you know, how best you're going to bring his glory how best you're going to be about his business. And I know that's a tough word for some people. And I had to receive that word for a long season. And you know what? I was ready to receive it for life. Some people meet the person of their dreams and are only able to spend a few years with them. You know, all kinds of things happen in this world because life is but a vapor. Are we going to praise him anyway? Are we going to trust him anyway? See, it really doesn't matter what happens in this world because at the end of the day, this world is passing away. But God is eternal. And we're going to spend our life with him eternally. So I just don't want you to be discouraged today if you're single and you don't want to be. Don't be discouraged today. Embrace this day and live it to the fullest. You know what? I'm going to end with this. One day, I, I woke up 
in my season, I, it was a funk. It was a funk season that I was in. And it was right before I laid it down. I remember that day so distinctively because very short after the breakthrough took place, I ended up meeting my wife probably about a month or two after I laid it. I truly laid it down. It was a very short season, but it took me so long. But I do remember in one of those days, I got up and I embraced the day for what it was. And I said, I choose to be happy today. And there are so many other things that I need to focus on in my life right now. So many people that need you know, me to encourage them today. So many people that, that love me and care about me, my friends and family, and people were relying on me at work and in different things in my life. And I just can't let this depression, oppression take root any longer. None of the loneliness. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to embrace life. And I went out and I just remember at that point in my life, you know, I was literally keeping myself busy almost every night with something because I was like, you know, I'm going to put the devil through a trial. I'm going to make like a, my life is going to be like a lethal weapon to the enemy. I'm going to be speaking the word everywhere I go. And, and you know what? If he's going to, you know, maybe if this is the enemy trying to hold back my wife, well, then I'm going to go full force. I'm going for ministry. And so I was out there every day just doing things for the Lord and, and going to a different meeting and speaking at different places and leading worship and doing just everything that I can do. And again, I don't think I'm cool or special or anything like that. I'm just telling you, that's what I was doing, honestly. And I did it because I, I wanted to keep my schedule busy and I wanted to be effective and I didn't want depression or any of those things to take root. And I just wanted to be about his business. So that's what I decided to do. And in one of those days when I embraced that and I was out there so many things happened that day. I remember one time I was just sitting at a coffee shop and there was a divine appointment where I was able to leave somebody to the Lord, you know, and just amazing. I mean, things that God was hooking up in the gym and, you know, all kinds of divine appointments where I could pray for people and people were getting healed and set free and delivered and powerful things were happening. And at that point, I had completely laid it down. I didn't even think about it anymore. It was amazing. It was done. It was done. It was finished. I was like, you know what? It's done. I'm ready to move forward. This is all good. I am a blessed man. I got food. I wake up. I'm healthy. Life is good. I'm blessed. And as I walked forward in that, the enemy had no more authority over the situation because I had completely laid it down and God was ready to move. Beautiful moment, a powerful moment. And so I just want to encourage you today, on top of laying it down, because laying it down is important, but the other part is just embrace who you are. Understand how special, how beautiful you are. Don't ever let the insecurities take root in your heart. You think you're not pretty enough. You're not handsome enough. You're not big enough, tall enough. That's a bunch of nonsense. You say, well, I don't have enough hair. My hair's falling out. I look old. Nonsense. Those are all things that the enemy tries to put on us. But God made you fearfully and wonderfully. He took his time. There's no imperfection on you, honestly. I mean, it doesn't mean you're perfect because no one is but God, but he made you exactly how you're meant to be. And when your spouse comes, if you're called to be married, they're gonna see the beauty of who you are. Don't settle for somebody who's not meant to be with you. Don't be hanging out with somebody who's, who's wrapped in darkness and thinking that you're gonna get them saved and then there you're gonna be your wife. That does happen. But you know what the, the bottom line is, is let them, you know, you wanna be equally yoked. You wanna find somebody that has a passion for God so that you can run together. And, and they don't need to be exactly in the same place where you're at. There's all different types of things that God does. I don't wanna get myself in trouble here at the end of this. But what I'm trying to say though, is, is that the right person for you is gonna compliment everything about you. It's gonna be like a gift that keeps giving. You're gonna be unwrapping a present every single day. How cool is that? 
God bless you. Thank you for tuning in the show.